Christ's new morn. Uh, uh, we'd like to take your text from Revelation 21, and uh, especially the verse marked 5. Uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 21, and the verse marked 5. Uh, it is page 1249 in, the, in our Bibles. <clears throat> he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Maybe some of us uh, uh, are more familiar with uh, King James, uh, which uh, came to us with, I'm sure, with power, the same as we believe the NIV version also comes. Behold, and uh, the word in, uh, in the, the King James is demanding our attention Immediately, behold, I make all things new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And it is wonderful that even within our text and within our attempt at introduction, that we... We do not query, we, do not, we don't have to ask questions about the trustworthiness or the truth that is before us. The Holy Spirit of God, the day or the time when you or I became born again through faith in Jesus Christ by the power of the Spirit, we said, Amen. Thy word, John 17 uh, verse 17, thy word is truth. There is no uh, aspect of question or, uh, or interpretations that, uh, that are anything but how the Spirit of God enlightens the minds of God's waiting, praying, thanksgiving people, and especially as we come today on the first uh, Sunday morning of our new year, when we enjoy meeting one another and those that we haven't met for quite a while, uh, even as Bev and Tim there, and to those we, we rejoice when we say, well, a happy new year to you. How has the last year or years been? We, we rejoice in that aspect of our Christian lives. And it is the truth, it is the Word of God that has, that, that has brought us into this uh, state of mind, heart, and soul, the newness of new life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's our strength. That's the way that we go forward. It is in him that we see a new year and the anticipation of God to be with us in 2009. God has a sameness. Uh, the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. Uh, a consistency with what God has said. It is what God will do. And, uh, and when we read in Isaiah and we read about uh, the future of Jerusalem, and then when we read in Revelation 21, and when uh, Jesus spoke to, to John uh, in that cave uh, in the island of Patmos, we say the truth is, is, is being underlined. It is, it is strengthening our faith. I am able to enter it with more confidence However weak I may feel, however unworthy I may feel, however uncertain tomorrow, 2009, but God is the same yesterday and today and forever. Uh, and uh, although God is uh, that, uh, but yet there are new things within his sovereignty in all things. In our text, behold, I make all things new. We don't have to be so wise or to be theologians uh, to look at the world that we are living in and say there are many things that we would like today in 2009 to, to be improved upon. Uh, there, are, there are the aspects of uh, things that we have had, maybe possessions that we have. Uh, and, uh, well, we might have been very excited when we received them, things that are very helpful to us, uh, uh, material things, our homes, uh, many, many uh, areas of the needs, our needs as Christians, our needs as, uh, as men and women and boys and girls, uh, and we receive them new, they are new to us, but they don't remain so exciting and so new for long. There are new human possessions, there are new inventions, there are new writings, there are new prime ministers, there are new presidents, and uh, somehow there is something within us that there is a measure of excitement that uh, the new ones will somehow do well, will be better than the old ones. If we look at the advertising world and say they must, they must change it somewhat in order to convince people that the new is better than the old, and therefore, and therefore we are attracted to the new. And so we enter into 2009 with that expectation. And, uh, and uh, well, uh, I'm sure you and I and who 
who of us can dare say that? And certainly as God's children, and as we already mentioned, the light of the world, that, that we have no regrets for 2008. There are things which we did and we said which we shouldn't have done and which we shouldn't have said. Who will dare stand up before his, her God and say, no, I don't go into that category at all. We are aware that uh, we are falling short in the high calling of God in Jesus Christ. None of us can enter in and say, I am so, uh, if we do, well, we need surely to take another look at ourselves in the light of this book. Of course, we, have, we could have done it better. We could have fulfilled it better. And, uh, and this is the, a large challenge for the year that is before us. If, if we, which we are, praying to God in the name of Jesus for, for a newness, a newness Behold, I make all things new. And it is not a newness that has the flash and the, uh, and, and the, 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 the flare that the world is looking for. It must be different. It must be attractive. It, it, it must... It must uh, it must appeal to millions. What we are asking in the name of Jesus is that your witness and my witness in the name of Jesus Christ, that newness of life, that is our opportunity. Warren Wearsby and uh, Sam Gordon on the beginnings and endings uh, of human history, they say... It began in a garden and ends in a city, Jerusalem, that is like a garden paradise. We remember the Garden of Eden, that is where it all began. And according to the heading of uh, our Bibles, the new Jerusalem, and that is where it is ending. That is where God is planning it so, so specifically and so personally for each person that he has created in his own image that has made us capable and willing and able to say, I am part of God's sovereign processes to enjoy not just new life in Jesus Christ, not just my opportunity to experience what a believer is in Jesus Christ in a world such as this, but that I am going to be part of what uh, Jesus is saying to uh, John in, in the book of Revelation. And we're perhaps some of us who are literally, uh, somewhat literally minded, paradise lost, paradise regained. 
how exciting that uh, that that newness that I am attempting to say something about uh, uh, and this chapter itself and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea and I, John, saw the holy city new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. The adoration of God's waiting, praying people for the bride. Coming down and being recognized (coughs) on the aspect of newness uh, and uh, you may well have noticed um, we used the uh, psalms sing a new song to the Lord sing all the earth to God five times I checked it last night five times uh, Psalm 98 in the first uh, in the first two verses uh, it is it is sing sing Sing, sing three times, I think. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time, but within the first two verses, uh, it is, the psalmist is saying, sing a new song. And uh, not only the newness of it, but it is also the singing of it. And how exciting it is, the rejoicing heart. And some of us may say, well, God hasn't given me a singing voice, so uh, I I feel uh, I am falling short in that. Well, we certainly won't blame God. Make a joyful noise. It is so imperative. It is so essential that our our newness of of life is, is, is reflected in our praising the God who has done it for us, who has brought us to a new year and who has been with us in the year that is past. And we, through the exercise of the, of the saving faith that he has given to us, and uh, hence Joseph's chapter, for these words are trustworthy and true. They are not the words of men. Ministers or preachers might repeat them. But when we do read the inspired word of God, it is not of us. It is not my understanding of what God is saying. It is the power of the Holy Spirit, sharper than any two-edged sword, driving us under soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is as sharp as that. And we feel the sharpness of it in our souls and in our lives as we rejoice in our Lord. And uh, before we go to the eschatological part of it, the end part of it, uh, we will... uh, uh, Matthew... uh, uh, 19, chapter 19 and verse 28, 
hope I can find it. Matthew 19, you, we may look at it if, if we... Uh, Matthew chapter 19 and verse 28. It may help us in this direction. Uh, and verse 27, Peter answered him, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? You see the... What's in it for me? The attitude of, uh, if I am going to give you my heart, what, what is it worth to me? Uh, uh, Jesus said to him, I tell you the truth, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. When will it be? How will it be? What must come about before it will be? Those are the questions that the eschatologists are attempting to answer. And when, when the, 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 the disciples asked uh, our Lord, and when will those things be? The same disciples, because if we know when it will be, we will be so prepared, wouldn't we? We would be such good boys and girls. We would do everything right, say everything right, be on our spiritual guard in every situation. Jesus said, the angels in heaven do not know. And he said at that point, and I do not know when that will be. Why was that? Why does God, why does it please God to keep those things hidden from us? Well, I'm sure if we were all to give our own thoughts on that, we would have varied answers. But be very, very sure that it is for God's glory and for the good of your soul and mine. There are things hidden that will be revealed. And they will be, be revealed the same as Christ was revealed to you and to me at a certain point of our lives, the revelation, the great revelations that are here and are so mysterious to us, the timing will be absolutely perfect. And, and just on our missionary aspect as well, and in verse 29 of Matthew chapter 19, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. That is a promise. The twelve disciples, they will sit on the... Uh, shall we, shall, wouldn't we all be equal in heaven? We make those sort of comments and understandings and and uh, yes, but Jesus is saying, you who have so diligently followed me, as much as we know all the disciples were martyrs. They died for their faith. Uh, and so, you think, and we're not going to make assumptions and we're not going to push our own uh, theological lines further than the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God and it allows us. But he, Jesus is saying, you because of your knowledge, because of your insight, you will be judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And you who have forsaken all and followed me, 
for my sakes will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Isn't that precious? Whatever you have sacrificed to Jesus, to the Lord, whatever it is, your time, your energy, your money, your resources, your heart, your whatever, whatever you have, you have, you or I have given to the Lord then 100 times. Isn't that? Surely it is exciting. Surely it's true that how will it happen? Well, how has God given you or I all that we call our own, what we call our own today? How did we come about having it? Was it because we were wise, we were strong, we were cleverer than others, we were, uh, we were uh, good, we were obedient, we were this and that? We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. God has favored a people, a people, and that uh, is leading us to our next thought on Ephesians chapter 4, and... Uh, Verse 24, Ephesians 4 and 24. I hope I find it. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. We understand that this is what, that this is what God's children are. This is what the new birth is, uh, that we are, and it's very simple and understandable. Um, the former ways like to put off your old self. When we recognize it, we put it off. We say, it must go. I, haven't, I mustn't give it a place. Whatever the cost, God will make up 100 times for what I will sacrifice of whatever gifts I have been given in order that I am my Father's loving child. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self, the new man. A new man, a new year, a new experience, a new fulfillment of what we can be and what we must recognize and even let us be, let us be, go the step further, what the world must recognize that we are. whether we are standing at the bus stop or whether uh, we are in the queue at the supermarket or whether we buy a newspaper, we have an opportunity uh, to be new creations in Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. Of course it's not easy. Of course, it never was easy. It wasn't easy in 2008. It won't be easy in 2009. It is fighting the good fight of faith. It is knowing and believing the, what, what, 
our limited resources. And it is believing what Paul believed. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. All things. What are they? The things that will glorify God and the things that will make you and I if we see the end of 2009 and be able to sing, sing, sing and a new song. They don't stay, as I said, they don't stay new for long. They become as ordinary as the years that went before and yet in the midst of it, I said, the same yesterday, today, and forever. But here is God, able and willing and purposeful to fulfill this newness in your life and in mine. And now, hopefully, some notes here, this earth, heaven, skies, seas, day, night, seasons, they will disappear. There will be no more. And as the renewal, the restoration of all things. We know, we say that the world upon which we are walking, that everything has got the mark. It has got the mark in the hand of God, but it also has the mark, even if I may say it, the ugly marks of sin, S-I-N, upon it. It is not perfect. It is far from that. And it is sin mine and yours and the sins of the world that has made it that. Now, there is no mystery there. There is no requiring of, of, of entering into, into the, any mysteries of theology for that. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Of whatever else we have in common, we have that in common. And so, because we have, it needs to be put right. And of ourselves, we cannot put it right. It is too big. It is in the, it's the world itself. And how can it be put right? Well, the God who said that it shouldn't have gone wrong, that is the God who will put it right. The God who made us capable of saying, no, I will not do that. I will not say that. I will not live like that. I am, I, by faith, I am capable of living a life that will glorify my God. And, and the nearer we come to the fulfillment, the more exciting, the more, the more blessed it becomes for us. And, uh, and the the new heavens and the new earth. And uh, uh, those thoughts, it's the new creation. 
to put on the new self, create to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body, the body, the living body of the living Christ. And by faith in him, we, be, we enter into the glory of that, of that body. Uh, observe, sing, recognize, felt in the church, the church of Jesus Christ here on earth, with its strengths, with its failings, with you and I in it. We wouldn't expect it to be otherwise, would it? But there we are, and here is, here is the ending uh, that, uh, that it pleases our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, to reveal to John. John out there on the island of Patmos. Just one small thought in the, in the passing, that he was John because his ministry was being blessed, because his preaching was being blessed. The Roman emperor said, we'll put you on the island of Patmos. You, you will become neutral. You will not have uh, access to the ears or the hearts of anybody, we'll just put you there. And the world is still operating like that. We will, we will we will do it in such a way that you cannot, you cannot be a useful uh, Christian on this earth. And there is John out there on that on that island of Patmos, Patmos in the Aegean Sea. And the emperor, the Roman emperor who put him there, I'm sure you don't know, and I can't remember without thinking harder than I can at the moment, which emperor, which Roman emperor it was. But we don't know his name. We don't particularly want to know his name. But we do know the name of John. Because John was blessed even in a situation like that. God revealed himself in such a way that you and I are marveling today at what God revealed to John. And that is the miracle and the wonder of the glorious service for Jesus Christ. That, that however much the world itself will try and say will defunction you, you cannot go on like that. And we are discouraged. Of course you will be discouraged. Of course I will be discouraged. But we mustn't be overcome. We will encourage one another. One mind, one body, one Christ, one faith, one baptism. Unity that is powerful. A unity that is not of ourselves. It is of God. And... relate back then uh, uh, to our text what uh, what, what John what John did, uh, did, did see he who's, who was seated on the throne and we know who was seated on the throne it is the Lamb of God that was on the throne the Lamb who is speaking 
to John in, in the book of Revelation, there in that cave in the island of Patmos 2,000 years ago. And he is, and he is, look, he is aware of here is, here is John there. He needs encouragement. He needs, he needs Christ to speak to him. When you, my dear sister, my dear brother, my dear child, when we are needing encouragement, and who will not, who of us will not in 2009? Do ask. Do ask. Do ask God in the name of Jesus. You will find it beyond our your most highest expectations. And there are some of us, and we know, there are children who are coming into this world, we pray, within days and within weeks. And areas like that when we are and of one another, the unity. Medical uh, reports that we have heard of dear ones and who are going to have operations and so on in days or weeks ahead. And those, those aspects of life, work-wise, credit crunch-wise, the thousands who are uncertain about their work, their jobs, what will happen to their families, what will happen to their homes, what will happen, what will happen if they are hungry. Those areas that we say, well, and we will not say the government is doing this or that or whatever. They are the governments that are, according to Romans 13, they are there under God's power and authority. They are doing it as best as they can, the same as you are doing and I am doing with our lives. And would we do it any better? There are some, those of us here who have been in high government office, they did it the best that they could. They did it, and we may say, for the Lord and for the nation. We look then to the one, the lamb that is in the midst of the throne. Samuel Rutherford's song, the lamb has all the glory in Emmanuel's land. The glory, well, will he not share it? Will he not share that glory? Will he not share it? And who will he share it with? With the church, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. The church, you and I as members of it, adoring, adorning, adoring God and adorning ourselves to meet with him. Will we meet with him in 2009? Will he meet with us? Well, that is the, these are questions that, of course, we ask. And God has said, well, whenever it'll be, whether it's this new year, whether it'll be another new year. We confess that although we might live our lives differently if we knew, 
but we are to live our lives to the glory of God and for the eternal good of our souls and the souls of others, others that we love in this world, to be those who are clearly and sincerely men and women, boys and girls, who are in this world with the newness of life that we have in Jesus Christ. May 2009 Reflect that love, that joy, that peace in your life and in mine. Amen. Let us pray.